You're listening to Get Inside Us. I'm Adam. And I'm Hannah. We're back. We made it. We said we'd be back. <laughs> we didn't lie. Yeah, we've uh, risen from the dead, question mark, but we're not dead. We're never dead. <laughs> Do you feel rejuvenated, revitalized, ready dude. for Halloween? Oh, dude, you know my fucking soul is fucking just oh full right now, dude. My heart, <laughs> my heart is full. My fucking bodies, everything. I'm just, I'm ready. I am. This is my time, dude. This is everything. <laughs> Like, I've been waiting for this since last Halloween. Like, I am just, <laughs> I am always in Halloween mode. So, yeah, I'm fucking living my best life. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm very happy for you. Fucking full of pumpkins, full of everything. <laughs> what about you? How do you feel? I feel great. <laughs> Refreshed? Refreshed. Refreshed. I've got a new skin. I'm so supple. <laughs> Fucking the lizard person that you are. You shed. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking, are you a lizard or a robot? Which one are you taking? Oh, um, I'd quite like to be a lizard. Yeah, I'm, see, personally, I mean, I, I would think I'm a vampire because I'm severely anemic. So I need that. <laughs> I need my iron. So, yeah, no, um, <laughs> I just want to say I'm not a vampire. And no, that stuff freaks me out. But it's. Uh, you know, conspiracy theories. <laughs> this Hannah vampire, like, <laughs> let the fucking internet run wild with theories. <laughs> Reddit will be ablaze. <laughs> so one thing I'd like to say is that, as like intriguing and fun and you know mysterious, you know, as conspiracy theories can be, it's also like you know a slippery slope to like darker things as well. So. You want to be really careful um, if you're going to delve into that, no matter how fun it might be. Just remember to research, you know, evidence that supports and refutes any kind of ideas and trust the science. Just be respectful. The internet is full of resources, full of facts, debatable, <laughs> debatable. I feel like modern conspiracy theories often come with this air of like, I'm not like other people. I know the truth. The rest <laughs> of you are contr- you're brainwashed. And I'm like... <laughs> the amount of times it's uh-huh. been like, the truth is out there if you look for it. You just have to open your eyes to it and just keep, you know, it's just this whole like, almost talking down to you and then trying to sell you something. Yeah. Like almost like pyramid schemes and things like that. <laughs> that whole like... <laughs> Oh, well, you need to improve your life and get better. Oh, look at that. Don't you want to do this? Don't you, you, know, you want to feel better about yourself, don't you? Well, I have the solution and I have the answer. You have your eyes closed. You're not seeing the truth for what it is. You're, you're a sheeple. You're part of that. Well, I have, I have the truth right here for you if you're open to it. And I'll keep you informed and I'll let you know what the reality is around the situation. It's very talk down to you, tear apart whatever, yeah. say this, but then give you what they want. So it's a way of like bringing you to their like, side and their beliefs. <laughs> there are some conspiracy theories that are like, that makes sense. I can see how you can rationalise that. And therefore, whatever. But when there are certain political figures 
and conspiracies that they endorse. And then you have people within that circle saying, you just have to look for the truth. We know the truth. You'll open your eyes one day. And it's like, <laughs> you're literally looking away from the truth. But that's a whole different topic that I don't want to get too far into this episode because it's so draining. <laughs> um, so, have you ever heard the fact that... Oh, not the fact. Wow, not definitely not a fact. <laughs> have you ever heard the idea that Avril Lavigne has been replaced? There's this Brazilian blog called Avril Esta Morta, which means Avril is dead. Oh, Christ. Um, I mean, some sources say it kind of came from this blog. Other sources say it came from somewhere different. It's all a bit murky. Basically, this girl called Melissa was originally hired as a lookalike to distract paparazzi from Avril back in her heyday. Mm. Um, then Avril Levine befriended Melissa, and shortly before Levine supposedly died, um, Melissa was taught how to sing and perform like the musician. So when when Avril died. <laughs> The record company suppressed the news and replaced her with Melissa. Okay. Like, years ago. Um, And people have been comparing pictures of um, pre-death Avril and post-death Avril. And apparently they look look different, um, moles have disappeared, there's skin blemishes that are different or wrong. Um, And apparently there's a promotional photo where Avril has the name Melissa written on her hand. Um, oh so apparently that's Melissa um, feeling guilt that she's quote unquote participating in the farce so it's like <laughs> subliminal messaging to be like I'm Melissa <laughs> Avril's dead but there's other theories that say Avril's actually just wanted to step away from the spotlight and is on like an island in Hawaii or something um, but see like this is not uncommon of a theory it happened with the Beatles as well. People thought I was gonna say Paul, Paul McCartney. McCartney, yeah. <laughs> and there's one song that if you reverse it, like what? someone says Paul is dead. Oh my god. <laughs> I can confirm if you listen back to that song in reverse where it's meant to say Paul is dead, it does not say Paul is dead. It's just like you are in it's like, Oh yes, that is Paul is dead. I can confirm. Like it's it's so funny. It's just a more evidence that people hear what they want to hear. Yeah. That's that's basically it. <laughs> so I mean, my main thought is if Melissa had replaced Avril Lavigne, the record company absolutely would not let her tattoo Melissa on her hand. Wait, they said it was tattooed, not just written. Oh, it said my notes say written, but it could have been uh. tattooed. Let me see. <laughs> Avril Lavigne <laughs> Melissa tattoo. Question mark. Okay, so from what I can tell, it's not a tattoo. She literally just scribbled Melissa on her fist and held up her fist. If I was in that kind of position and I knew there were those, did she know at the time there were those kind of rumors? Because if I had heard that stuff for a laugh, I would do that. (laughs) I would totally play into it. I would just write someone's name on my hand and just have it up and they'd be like, oh my God, what the fuck is that? I'd be like, I don't know, what are you talking about? And act like I completely didn't know, just if... (laughs) If I was doing like a sign in every few autographs, I'd write, I'm Melissa. I really want to be a celebrity now, just to make my own conspiracy (laughs) theories about myself. I mean, you don't really have to do much for people to make a conspiracy theory about you. Um, And just to end this with, I don't believe that. (laughs) We have to confirm or 
buffed the myth. What are your thoughts, Adam? What do you think? Nothing, nothing has convinced me otherwise. I'm going to say it's busted. Going off of like the theme of people in the public eye, I found a conspiracy theory that says that Prince Charles is a vampire. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I could believe the it. The difference is with this, it's based in a little bit of facts? Question oh. mark? Oh. Like, fact is in things that have happened that are factual. According to like his genealogy, it is believed that he is um, a descendant of Vlad the Impaler. And Vlad the Impaler was the inspiration for Bram Stoker's Dracula. So he can trace back his lineage through his great-grandmother, Queen Mary, who is the consort of George V, to Vlad IV, who is the half-brother of the notorious ruler. It's a little bit of like digging and going around. There's some sort of possible connection there. So is the queen not a vampire as well? Look, it's... There's there's more. Hold the line. <laughs> <laughs> Prince Charles has also appeared in a promotional video for the Romania National Tourist Office. And in that, he joked that Transylvania is in his blood. <laughs> in 2017, he had reportedly been offered the honorific title of Prince of Transylvania because oh. of his links to the region and like his, you know, participation in the promotion of it as a tourist destination. So all of this has kind of fueled the fire behind the whole idea that, like the rest of the royal family, <laughs> they have more in common with that ancestor than just a drop of blood. So Harper's Bazaar says that one of the reasons this theory carries any kind of weight is because the disease porphyria, uh, which is an iron deficiency disease, which makes skin sensitive to sunlight, is present amongst the royals. So sensitive to sunlight you know likes transylvania possible descendant of vlad the impaler question mark i'll be sold when charles is drinking a chalice of blood when would he ever publicly do that at his coronation This conspiracy theory is very small, mm-hmm. and the evidence for it is <laughs> absolutely non-existent, and that's why I really enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, basically, there's a guy called Alex Jones, who I've never heard of, who's apparently this right-wing conspiracy theorist in America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who just spouts a bunch of nonsense. I haven't looked. I skimmed, and I was like, this is far too much. Um, but one of the things really stuck out to me, I'm going to read a quote from him. The reason there's so many gay people now, because it's a chemical warfare operation, and I have government documents where they said they're going to encourage homosexuality with chemicals so that people don't have children. So then five years later, he expanded on this. And oh, he God. said he did not like the government putting chemicals in the water that turned the friggin' frogs gay. In 2017, he said the majority of the frogs in most areas of the United States are now gay. And I like this article that I read it from, specified afterwards, this claim was without evidence. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to say, um, I have heard of Alex Jones. I will not watch anything of his, look at anything, even 
for like to laugh at it or be like whatever because it is like he is notoriously on another planet. Yeah, just plucking stuff out of thin air. Just like, oh yeah, the frogs are gay. Get on your spaceship, go to the other fucking world. I don't care. I just, we're not speaking in any kind of real factual terms here if we're talking about Alex Jones. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, he's a perfect example of somebody that can actually make a career off of like fiction presented as something that could yeah. be factual. And if I if I say it confidently enough, I think doesn't he have that like turn the frickin' frogs gay? Like doesn't he talk like <laughs> Just, that? If you say it loud enough and boldly enough, people will you're gonna me. make an impact, which is frightening. I will say, if there was an animal that you had to be like Adam, which of these animals in the world would be queer? I'd probably choose frogs. <laughs> They're just a bit camp, aren't they? <laughs> So I feel, I feel like that's clear that we both disagree with that wholeheartedly, right? Yeah. If the frogs are gay, they're gay on their own accord. And like, they're not yeah, let the frogs gay. be gay. The US didn't do it. Nature did it. I stumbled upon a conspiracy theory <laughs> that, that says Finland doesn't exist. <laughs> what happened to it? They say that um, Finland's actually part of the Baltic Sea. And people who claim to live there are really from eastern Sweden or western Russia or northern Estonia, according to this whole Reddit thing. Um, what began as a joke quickly gained traction. And a whole bunch of other websites and subreddits and all that explained why it was made into a fictional country in 1918. This theory says that Finland was created so that Japan could fish the sea that truly exists there without any environmental complaints or repercussions. Apparently, you know, other places won't have known about this, but they've agreed to keep it a secret and allow Finland to serve as a model for a better world. Because according to this, uh, no real country could consistently place first in education, healthcare, gender equality, literacy rates, national stability, the least corrupt government in the world, freedom of press, everything. Just, and it's a concept for countries and people to aspire to, like, to do better. So, in this world, the countries <laughs> have decided that Finland is the perfect outcome, and yet they're not willing to change their country to be anything like Finland. <laughs> they're like, this is what you could have, but we're not going to get our education system better. <laughs> No, no, we're just going to have it there. It's like, oh, we could be there one day. <laughs> but we don't want to. No, I would like to say that I definitely do not believe this conspiracy theory. I have a pen pal that lives in Finland. He's been writing for what feels like my entire life. I've been sending things to Finland, unless it just goes somewhere else, according to the theory. I don't know. <laughs> it <laughs> just goes to some government agent somewhere, <laughs> and then they just write back. <laughs> Pretending to be my friend, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what do you think about this, Adam? I think it's plausible. <laughs> I mean, no, I don't. I, I think Finland's great. Good job, Finland, for becoming first in all those ways. Finland exists, and it's fantastic at the end. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what, what are they hiding? They can't be that perfect. Yeah. I found a theory that suggests that the Hadron Collider will open the gates of hell. Right. So I thought you were going somewhere different with that. 
Because I remember that thing was switched on, and it's supposed to call the black hole that could have ripped the Earth apart. So I thought you were going on the route of, like, black hole, <laughs> not hell. I mean, the Hadron Collider's at a place called CERN. The theory suggests that CERN is connected um, to this other word, Cerninus, Cerninus, Cerninus. Which is the Celtic horn god of the underworld? <laughs> <laughs> so, conspiracy theorists around the world were afraid of this thing because when it was first switched on in 2008, <laughs> some feared. <laughs> <laughs> the massive underground loop, which sends particles crashing into each other at lightning speed, would create a black hole that would immediately swallow the Earth. Yes. When this didn't happen, theories then moved on to this whole idea that the Large Hadron Collider would open up a portal between Earth and another kind of existence. <laughs> 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 Some scientists, including Stephen Hawking, have said that using quotes, bending space-time is theoretically possible, which led conspiracy theorists then to expand on their musings. Some also think that the scientists at CERN who discovered the Higgs boson, which is often called the God Particle, use that as a ruse to cover up the fact that they are actively working to summon God. (laughs) 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 The God referred to is not a benevolent one, but Shiva the Destroyer. (laughs) Uh, this all stems from the fact that there's a Shiva statue outside CERN. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they're like, well, there's a Shiva statue there. And so it's all connected. Is this still ongoing? Are they still trying to open the portal? Well, as far as I know, it still might be because they were still talking about it. In 2016, when people saw a big lightning storm over the general region, there we are. <laughs> it's been an ongoing, evolving theory that will change depending on <laughs> so it's still possible that in our lifetime the destroyer will be up and active <laughs> i'd like to say that i definitely do not believe this theory i mean my main thing is if like if they are trying to <laughs> summon the destroyer uh-huh. why would they put a statue of them at the front they probably want to keep it quite hush hush well they don't think that people on the internet would would figure it out. They thought people wouldn't be paying attention, you know, but people are looking. People have their eyes open at them. They're seeing all this stuff. So are you aware that throughout our lifetime, we have survived the threat of an incoming planet? (laughs) I'm talking about planet X slash Nibiru. I've heard of this because of people who share those Facebook posts. The same ones who share those Facebook posts being like, a Friends movie's coming out this summer. It's not. (laughs) And Planet X is also not coming out this summer. So, this lady called Nancy, I don't have to say her last name, so you can call her Nancy, in 1995, described herself as a contactee with the ability to receive messages from aliens from the Zeta Reticuli star system through an implant in her brain. Wow, dude. It's like gone from zero to a hundred. This is not just like I feel a vision. This is like I'm implanted with aliens. So that's like badass. Like I could tell I could I could talk to them. That's like the star of a sci-fi action film. Yeah. Um apparently she was chosen to warn mankind about 
the mysterious Planet X that is going to sweep through the solar system in May two thousand and three, um, and the Earth would go would the Earth would undergo a pole shift that would destroy most of humanity. Okay. Um, obviously, May two thousand and three passed. What did what was her solution to this? What would what would we have done if we had been warned of this and this was a thing? There's not really much we can do, is there? Like technology hasn't really gotten to the point where we have any other option other than this planet. So we can't like oh. put rocket boosters on the planet and make us move somewhere else. Like we're, we're kind of stuck where we are. It'd be so. like okay, <laughs> thanks, Nancy. <laughs> Why wouldn't they give her the technology with the answers and like blueprint of like how yeah. what we can do to solve this problem? <laughs> like I, I don't understand. So um, obviously we're still here. It's many years later. Nancy said that it was just a, merely a white lie to fool the establishment. What? I don't know what that means. I don't know what she was trying to get from the establishment, but whatever. But I think what she meant is the date was false, and at some point, Planet X would return. Oh, God. And, oh, it did. I... <laughs> um, so, 2017, a self-proclaimed Christian numerologist... Um, called David, he revived this idea of a planet coming and destroying everything because some passages in the Bible sort of hinted at it. And he said that these passages contained secret numerological codes which revealed the exact date this planet called Nibiru would arrive. And the predictions were also based on the geometry of the pyramids. I can measure anything and be like, oh, that means a date. That does. <laughs> he said that this planet Nibiru would arrive in October 2017. Mm. And he was like, actually, no. I made a mistake. It's actually going to be the 23rd of September. It didn't happen. So then he was like, oh no, I, I made another mistake. It's actually still October. So he said that on the 5th of October, Nibiru would eclipse the sun, there'd be a nuclear attack on the United States, the Earth would be devastated by a series of magnitude 9 earthquakes, the magnetic pole would shift by 30 degrees, the US would be split in half, and the most, the kicker, the most devastating thing of all, mm. Barack Obama would be elected president for an unconstitutional third term. So that, so that didn't happen, just so you know. Just if, if you weren't aware. I wonder if this guy supports um, Trump nowadays. I love all these catastrophic things followed by Unconstitutional third term. Fucking clearly the worst thing out of them all. Of course, this conspiracy theorist is fueled by politics. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. of course, <laughs> of course. Now, at what point does someone go? You know, your imagination's great, but maybe you should work on like script writing. We've all had our fun now. You know, playtime's over. <laughs> <laughs> Just does no one have a talk with these people? I really want to know where in the Bible he got these numerological codes. Because the Bible's quite thick, so where it dictates where the numbers should come from. I, d I don't know what they're hoping to achieve. Yeah. I feel like mostly it's money, right? Like, what kind of money? From, like, maybe newspapers, people interviewing them? Or what? Like, where would you get the money with well, it? Well, they usually write a book at some point. Oh, yeah. Okay. And they usually do talks at places. So if you get paid for the book and talks and that sells and other people believe it and buy it. Yeah. And you get a following, you can just keep pushing the date back and back. I mean, you don't have the microchip in your head, Adam, so... Yeah, what do I know? Yeah, we're just, you know, we're not as advanced as Nancy and David. 
my next theory is something that I witnessed happening on my Twitter live, and it was absolutely wild. And it's like, this one's interesting because it's like, this is where, this is almost seeing Twitter at its best and its worst at the same time. I'll explain why after I've explained the theory. There was this YouTuber called Marina Joyce. So her videos are usually quite upbeat, quirky. She started acting a bit strange in her videos, like stares, looking a bit shifty, bruises on her arm. Her eyes were quite wide and just didn't blink. And there's one video where she's like showing off a new dress and there's a finger like pointing at her just, just in the frame. People made this huge list going time good by time code in all of her recent videos. And apparently at one point there was a bit where she whispers, help me. Okay. And then also in the video of her showing off a dress, in the background on the windows, people are like, are they bars on her bedroom window? Oh my god. <laughs> so people immediately went, like, full hysteria. There were theories that she was being kept hostage, that she was being kidnapped and forced to make videos by a terrorist <laughs> organisation. And then Marina Joyce, in the, the height of this, did a tweet saying, meet me at Bethnal Green at 6am if you'd like to join a party with me. Everyone went mad, fully believing that she had been kidnapped or she was being held hostage. Um, so much so that the Enfield Police Department received, like, multiple calls about it. Oh, God. And at 4.34am, Enfield Police tweeted that she was safe. So they had to go visit her at four in the morning because they were getting so many calls about this. Yeah. And this is where I'm like, this is Twitter at its best and its worst. Because at its best, it's like, oh, you saw danger. And you reacted enough that the police had to get involved. You could have saved her. However, at its worst, it's this group mass hysteria about signs that aren't really there. She didn't whisper, help me. The finger was just her mum. The bars on the window are clearly blinds. <laughs> so it's like, well... <clears throat> um. I tried to look into what was actually happening. I don't really want to say anything definitive because I don't really know. But she was having a bad mental health time around that era. I feel like it's that you're better off having like, you know, someone check on her than someone being, you know, proper like authorities go and check and make sure someone's okay. It's yeah. I mean, that's my personal take. You know, it would be best like okay. Because what if it was and people ignored it? Because uh, I feel like the outcome of not checking and ignoring possible things is worse. <laughs> so the jumping to conclusions kind of thing is just over the top. And it's like people take stuff and run with it. I'm like, okay, take a deep breath. <laughs> Let's take a collective deep breath. You know, someone let someone know about what's going on. Have her welfare checked. And that's it. That's all that needs to be done. The rest of it is going to be none of your business. Maybe she's not feeling great. Maybe she's just going through it. It was like every tweet was about this. And it's it's difficult sometimes to decipher what's actually happening and what people are theorizing about what's happening. And then it gets out of control. <laughs> yeah, that, that's all just a good example of how you can be easily swept into a, a vortex of just conspiracies. And it's so important to always keep like a firm grip on reality take a deep breath, look at things objectively, research different stuff. Just, it's good to be open-minded, you know, question some things. Just try not to go down that slippery slope. 
because oh my god it is deep and vast and probably never ending in some sort of sense (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's my takeaway on it so growing up i would always watch this kind of like alien television programs like about unsolved mysteries you know yeah i got really into it and they do certain like special tv programs about crop circles and the theories around them but just for our listeners crop circles are basically like strange patterns that will appear usually overnight in farmers fields sometimes it can be as simple as like one circle or like very elaborate designs and so there's a lot of speculation around it like how did they appear so quickly who made them what does it mean so back in 1966 a farmer said he saw a flying saucer rise up from a swampy area and fly away and when he went to look at it there was a roughly circular area of debris and apparently flattened reeds and grass, which he assumed had been made by the UFO. This was debunked by police investigators who said it was likely caused by natural phenomena uh, such as dust devil or water sprout. But, you know, the press referred to it at the time as flying saucer ness. (laughs) 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 Which, (laughs) could you just imagine a flying saucer going around being like, oh, I need to make a nest. Let's go go make a nest in a field. (laughs) The press is wild. But modern crop circles started appearing around the 1970s in the English countryside. And the number and complexities of the circles increased dramatically, reaching a peak in like the 80s and 90s when the elaborate circles were produced, including those illustrating complex mathematical equations. Uh-huh. <laughs> it would get really wild. <laughs> to be fair, if I woke up on my farm and I saw a fucking crop circle with like mathematical stuff on it, I would absolutely leave the country. I'm, I'm gone. <laughs> Apparently, one of the world's most complex and spectacular crop circles appeared in England in July 1996. It was just across the highway from Stonehenge. It was a really big fractal pattern called a Julia set. And usually, you know, it can be explained away, but this was just so intricate you know that there had to be something else behind it that's what people were just like freaking out the big question was though was the intelligence that made this pattern terrestrial or extraterrestrial but what made the sign even kind of more mysterious was that it apparently appeared in less than an hour and during the daytime oh (laughs) that's weird but I don't late. like that. <laughs> <laughs> but do not fear, Adam, it was later revealed that the circle had, in fact, been made in about three hours by three hoaxers very early oh. that morning and simply hadn't been noticed until the following afternoon when an airplane went overhead. Unlike other phenomenon, like you know, ghosts or psychic powers, stuff like that, it's with crop circles, there's no doubt that they're real in the sense that crops may look a bit different or there's patterns in crops but what causes them is the real debate you know are they messages from extraterrestrials are they ufo nests are they like patterns for or you know is there some sort of reason behind the patterns what is it and that's what fuels people's kind of imagination around it and can cause so many different theories but yeah the theories around crop circles range from like just the absurd to you know plausible like it could be wind yeah just different equipment people working on stuff whatever one of the funniest theories was from the 1980s 
and it said that they were accidentally produced <laughs> by the vigorous sexual activity of horny hedgehogs. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I I mean, how do hedgehogs have sex that makes a perfect circle? If there's a lot of them, it's just vigorous. I don't know, maybe it, the vibrations, I don't know. Maybe there's something we don't know about hedgehogs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> kinky motherfuckers, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if they're doing that on screen. Or how many hedgehogs. I don't know, dude. Maybe it's a big hedgehog orgy in a field, dude. All the reeds get broken down and trampled into circular patterns. I'm willing to believe this is plausible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, despite the hedgehog possibility <laughs> and the other countless theories, the only proven cause of crop circles are just people. So. <laughs> I mean, I'm holding on to the belief it could be aliens or hedgehogs. Or alien hedgehogs. <laughs> could you imagine how cute a tiny, like, little UFO with hedgehogs on it would be. <gasps> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I cry. This tiny little spaceship, you just hear it like, zoom, zoom, and it's just zoom, little hedgehogs zoom. in it. The hedgehogs go around the middle of the hedgehog spaceship, go down to the field, and then have a big orgy with the other hedgehogs. So, yeah. could you imagine, like, the lights of the UFO and the music and all the sexual activity? That's that's how they're made. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good time. <laughs> we figured it out, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about Denver Airport. Denver Airport is one of my favorite conspiracy theories. Um, I watched it with a group of friends many years ago. What do you mean watched it? Is it a documentary? What is it? So there's a video on YouTube uploaded in 2008. Nice, pixelated, crusty. It's great. Um, <laughs> The voiceover has, like, mistakes. Someone restart a sentence, they kept it in, so it's very, like, hawky-borky, and I fucking love it. Um, <laughs> so we watched it. We all got a bit spooked. Mm. And then I had to walk home in the nighttime. I was genuinely terrified. <laughs> I was like, everything I have learned in this past half an hour has changed my life. <laughs> um, so I do want to add a disclaimer. Mm. If the man is listening to this, everything I'm about to say is not true. And I will provide evidence that is not true after I've stated what the theory says. <laughs> that is for you, the man. Denver had an airport and it was fine. It was great. It was dandy. In the mid-90s, Denver started building a new airport. It's not really any reason why. The old airport's fine. This airport added no new runways, no like new technology. Like, there didn't seem like there's a point for it. Airport's built, it's open, whatever. If you look at the airport from above, the runways are in the shape of a, a swastika. In the airport, there's a commemorative stone, and it credits the New World Airport Commission. Oh, God. <laughs> that doesn't exist. People have looked into it. I did a little Google. I wonder if this actually does exist, and it's being caught up. It, that doesn't... That's not a real thing. Then, there's a plate on the floor somewhere else in the airport that says AUAG, which is like gold and silver, right? The, the periodic table for gold and silver. Conspiracy theorists believe that AUAG refers to a new strain of herpes called 
Australia antigen. So why would theorists believe that this refers to herpes or a virus or something? Well, this plate is located in front of a mural. A lovely mural depicting... How do I say this gently? How do I make this palatable? Um, God, Adam. The mass unaliving of lot of people in the world. We'll go with that. Is this um, actually a mural? Is this real? This mural is genuinely... Was, actually. It's not there anymore. It was genuinely the airport. It was a giant mural of a gas-masked soldier stabbing a dove amongst destruction and crying women holding dead children <laughs> in the middle of an airport. Like, who commissioned that art piece? And was like, let's put that in an airport. Next to this mural, there's another mural of the children of the world taking weapons and giving them to a child at the front who's molding them into something else. And at the side is the dead soldier. And then there's some doves. So I think it's a piece about overcoming troubles and hope. Right? Still fucking weird. Putting that in an airport, whatever. So, outside of the airport, people found out that the original building of the airport, as they were building it, was built wrong or whatever, like five buildings. But they didn't knock them down, they buried the buildings. So underneath the airport is a series of underground tunnels and complexes, and apparently large concrete tunnels that have strange sprinkler systems. And the barbed wire on the airport faces the wrong way, so it seems to be keeping stuff in. <laughs> rather than out. <laughs> now, the video presented this in a way that terrified me to my core. Mm. I was like, this is the end of the world. <laughs> this is it. So now, I've got to say, I don't believe this is true. <laughs> for the man, I don't believe this is true. And for the public, for anyone who's listening, I also still don't believe it's true. <laughs> Right, so the SWAT sticker runway. Mm. The runways are just in a star shape. That it, It's just runways. The New World Airport Commission. That was the one I was like, well, why would they put that there? And there's like Freemason imagery on there as well. Oh, but <laughs> the Alex Renteria, who is the PR person for the airport, I will say, if you are a PR person for the airport, you probably wouldn't admit that this stuff was happening, but I also do believe her word. She says, um, what the plaque was talking about is that we were considered a new international airport, so we were considered a new world airport, access to the world. Um, And the Freemasons iconography is because they actually helped get a time capsule built in the airport. Okay. So it's like a tribute to them. Um, But she said there's actually been reports of Freemasons who visit the time capsule and like try to use their mason card to swipe it near the capsule to see if there's something that they can access <laughs> that normal people can't, which I hope that is true because that sounds fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> also, on the tunnel front, mm. airports have tunnels because they do, because they need a lot of space and they yeah. usually build it underground. Yeah. Um, uh, I've looked into the AUAG thing. Um, Australia Antigen does have a like code. Mm-hmm. It's HBSAG. So it's not actually even AUAG. So that's false. Um, I really like this story. Like, it's it's a fun thing to watch a video about of being like, oh my god, get really scared about it. And <laughs> it's like watching a horror film, you know? Yeah, a little piece of fiction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's nice. Don't yeah. take it too seriously, whatever. 
Um, I will say there are two weird things about it all, though. Mm. The murals, I, st- I can never wrap my head around why they thought that's a good idea to put in an airport. What the fuck? This is why I'd, I'm not surprised a conspiracy theory came out of this. Yeah. And my other thing is when I was trying, I couldn't find this video that I watched the view- all those years ago for ages. It felt like it had been suppressed. There were two million views on this video, right? Only two comments. That's weird. As far as the murals, it's supposed if I know anything about art, sometimes art is really strange and really out there. And then, like, maybe it was proposed to someone with like, oh, it symbolizes this. And, oh, it's, you know, it's something good, something positive. And they just really didn't do the research they should have. And someone made an executive decision somewhere in the planning of this airport. And it was just a piss poor decision at the end of the day. Uh, I think you said it, but I, I'd like to say just to have it officially on here. Yeah, I don't believe that. (laughs) Any of those theories. So I know it's common for people to talk about different theories about a planet (laughs) and what goes on, what happens with it, despite our huge advances in technology over time. Some people believe that the Earth is hollow. There might even be a whole civilization of advanced beings living inside of it. (laughs) Okay. So, like, the Earth is an egg? Yeah, like a kinder egg. <laughs> but not quite. This whole theory isn't really a new one. It's it's appeared in folklore around the world and mentioned, you know, throughout Europe and during Edmund Haley's time from, you know, Haley's Comet. Edmund Haley. Um, he proposed that the Earth must be hollow because of the changing magnetism of it. And that was around the 17th century. So... It's been going around for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Few hundred years. Yeah. Um, there's also a German scholar who published a textbook in 1664 in which he claimed the earth contains a central fire, which is kind of true I mean, with the core. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But he says at the North Pole, there's a gaping vortex that sucks water <laughs> down to the central fire. Where it's heated and expelled out of the South Pole. So the Earth is almost like a donut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but with stuff going through the hole. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm on board. I'm listening. So there's a guy, Rodney Clough, who wrote a book called World Pop Secret, Our Earth is Hollow. He said that his conception of the hollow Earth is based on his research that the shell is about 800 miles thick from the outside to the inner surface. He goes on further to explain that half the planet is taken up by surface weight, then there's empty space, and then something else. Like, (laughs) (laughs) suspended in the center of that hollow bit is an interior sun that is divided uh, by day and night sides. Some of history's greatest scientists have subscribed to it. And at one point, it seems, you know, like a logical explanation, but with a lot of hollow earthers, they think it's lush tropical paradise. And it has an advanced race of like giants and aliens, humans, whatever kind of people going on down there. And there's other talks about what kind of civilizations might be inside the earth. Rachnos. But most, most of them are characterized as like peace loving. And just advanced with their technological ways, um, like flying saucer, 
kind of shit going on. Um, they live for hundreds of years of perfect health and science is much more advanced down there. So it's like, it's like this opposite idea of like, Oh, there's hell underneath the surface and down beneath, you know, down, down below. It sounds like a sci-fi film. Or a sci-fi book or series or something. I mean, like, it kind of sounds quite nice, but although, like, how big is this hole, right? Because I have a fear of large objects and water, and if there's a lot <laughs> of water gushing into a giant hole, it makes me feel really uncomfortable. So actually, I take back what I said about it being idyllic. It sounds horrific. Aren't the Silurians from Doctor Who underneath the earth? Or no? Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe it's them. <laughs> Lizard people. Yeah. <gasps> the royals. <laughs> <laughs> it's all connected. <laughs> oh, so you have one last theory to talk about with our listeners, don't you, Adam? Oh, look. <laughs> I was like, we need to end on like, the classics, right? Yeah. Let's take Hollow Earth, right? <laughs> and let's just flatten that. Smush it. Get get a like a meat hammer and just <laughs> pummel it. Right. And then you've got flat earth. I find it difficult with flat earth. Okay. For one reason. For one because, reason. I mean, uh, <laughs> there's only there's only one flaw with it. The rest of it is top notch science. Um, <laughs> it's so easy to say the flat earth is like, how do you know? You haven't seen it. But neither have we. We have not seen the earth as a whole either <laughs> however do I believe the earth is flat no <laughs> basically if you don't know already flat earth is the theory is the theory that the earth is flat a giant disc floating through space continents spread out um, no one's really decided on the the format of the continents yet the map that's sort of stuck has got the Arctic in the middle and everything else expands outwards and around the edge is Antarctica, which they refer to as the Ice Wall. It becomes the problem with this map is it becomes really distorted around the southern hemisphere because that bit has to stretch. <laughs> so already shot themselves in the foot with this map. But again, they haven't I don't think they've quite decided on which map is the best map. But a lot of people use this, which invalidates a lot of their own arguments. But that's whatever. I think about the ice wall a lot. Yeah. They say that the ice wall holds the oceans back. And that beyond the ice wall, we don't know what's beyond there. And to our knowledge, no one has ever been very far past the ice wall and returned to tell their journey. Now, I am so confused by this ice wall because people have been to the South Pole. There's like a circle of flags there. And I get it. That, <laughs> that picture could be fake. That could be somewhere else. That could be a soundstage for all we know. Mm. I don't think it is. But that I feel like that's their logic, right? But I've seen so many like videos of research bases in Antarctica. So where are they? On the ice wall? <laughs> it says the ice wall is almost impenetrable. So, but where are those bases? I don't understand. But I, I can find so little information on this. I try googling all the combinations. I'm like, there's no one telling me where these bases are <laughs> in the logic of flat Earth. Yeah. Where are they? So people have tried to go, because the whole, like, well, if the Earth is flat, when you go off the edge sort of thing. So their way of answering that is saying that there's a big ice wall. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Are, are there pictures of this ice wall? I mean, the ice wall 
does exist, but the glaciers. So can we fly over it? <laughs> I mean, I think people have. <laughs> well, I know for a fact that I think Air New Zealand did used to do Antarctica tours and just do like a flyby of Antarctica. They 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 went quite far in. I mean, as far in as they can. Would they have not seen the edge? How big? How much of ice wall is there? I want to know more, but I feel like there's not much information about the ice wall that I could find. Because that's just a nice way to end it for them without having... If they have to explain a lot, then they're going to run into you know dead ends themselves or maybe debunk it by explaining too much. That's what I've taken from it. I, um, I watched a clip from this morning where Holly and Phil had a few flat earthers on. <laughs> and it was... There was one bit that particularly intrigued me. A lot of these people have pseudo-science back in it, right? They have some science they think is correct, or they've done some calculations or whatever, and got some answers or whatever. I somewhat respect that. Like, you believe something that you think is based in a science. Mm -hmm. You may have got it wrong, but at least that's a reason to believe. Mm -hmm. But this one guy... Was like, can we? At, they had a they had a globe on the table, yeah, on this morning. And the guy was like, can we just ask the ISS to zoom out of the Earth and show planes and people walking upside down? And it's like you just have no idea how it works. <laughs> <laughs> like you, <laughs> I don't like. First of all, the ISS, when you're looking at a globe, is so close to the globe. It's not that far away from Earth. Yeah. It's in space, just about. Mm. You cannot see the entire Earth in the IFS. It has to stay in orbit, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The idea, and like, I don't understand. So he wants the IFS to zoom out, zoom out, I guess travel out, so you can see the whole Earth. <laughs> but also, at the same time, be able to show planes and people walking upside down. How? Mm. <laughs> what kind of zoom does this camera have? I mean, I understand where he's coming from, but that's not how it works. So he wants the IFS to zoom in on, like, the tiny bottom of the Earth's horizon that it can see. Like, zoom so far in that there is a person stood on, like, a mountain upside down. But they wouldn't be upside down to them. It would just appear upside down. Yeah. So I think that's what he wants. He wants to show that this person is upside down in space, but space has no up or down, so it doesn't even matter anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the ISS could turn, and suddenly that person would not be upside down. That's not how science works. I, I don't know what to tell you. There's a lot of... Do you think that if you go around the Earth like that, if it is a globe, then people just fall off? Well, that's the other thing, actually. I saw on the same clip that one of the guys was really worried about, like, oh, water always finds level, right? But they, he couldn't get his head around why the water wrapped around the Earth instead of maintaining level and, I guess, going into space at a flat Does he angle? not understand? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> they said the same thing about planes, though. They were like, well, what if you're... If the plane is just flying forward, why is it not just flying off the earth and just keeps going forward? Why are the pilots not like pitching the nose down to keep flying down like the earth over the horizon? It's like planes are locked to like altitude. I watched a video of like some protest, a flat earth protest or something. 
protest? I don't what know what they, they were protesting. What are they mad about? Maybe just a, a <laughs> maybe just like a awareness campaign. Um, but they had like a placard that um, had a picture of the Earth. So imagine the globe, right? And a rectangle box in the middle, like a chute, almost like Hollow Earth, like a a hollow bit in the middle. Mm-hmm. And at the top, they had a stick figure going in, like, feet first. <laughs> and at the bottom, they had the stick figure coming out feet first as well, with a lot of question marks around it. And it said, which way up would they come out? Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> so, like, if we ignore the fact that there's a molten core, <laughs> and let's say you did fall down a tube and come out the other side, surely you'd come out head first because gravity would f- flop you around at some point. But if we're ignoring the molten core... But we're still we're still acknowledging gravity. I mean, we're still ignoring like, which... everything else to get to this point in this wild theory. Because I think the Earth still has like the crust, the different layers, and the core, but it's just flat, like a sheet cake. Like, what's there? <laughs> <laughs> Some people believe like it's the um, the flatness, right? And underneath is a rock formation that almost like an upside down mountain. Okay. And we're on that, essentially. Like, like a big asteroid or something. Yeah. Okay. A flat-topped a asteroid. A big asteroid just being cut in half, and we've built civilization on the top of it, on the flat bit. But I find, like, people who believe these things, there's definitely um, a choice made to willfully believe something no matter what. You know, cherry-picking different facts to have some sort of confirmation of your own thoughts. Imagine if hollow earthers and flat earthers like fucking combined their theories. It's a flat hollow earth. Dude, it's like a bagel crisp. How about as a new theory? The earth is just a giant spaceship. Where are we going? Yeah. Beneath our crust, advanced life forms driving us through space. (gasps) (laughs) <laughs> absolutely i have no answers for anything else but uh yeah all right what do you think the next um conspiracy theory might be um i mean i kind of wish they'd all take a break <laughs> there's, there's a lot going on they've got too serious i'm like chill everyone <laughs> can we talk about gay frogs again can we go back to that <laughs> <laughs> I, I i just feel like it used to be just a very small group of people maybe you'd find like talking on some sort of forum on the internet just yeah whatever wouldn't half get... serious half a bit of fun yeah it wouldn't get much attention to it is just so widely discussed like you know so if you'd like to follow us on our socials you can find us on instagram and twitter at get inside us adam what's our email Get inside this podcast at gmail.com. Feel free to message us, but remember, the rule is always going to be, don't be an asshole. If you're an asshole, I will just block you. I don't have time for that shit. No one has time for that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Right, Adam? Right? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah. Fucking hell, we're here. Talking about fucking hollow words. (laughs) 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 <laughs> We're really scraping the bottom of the barrel. Is there a bottom of the barrel or is it an illusion? <laughs> I think of a hollow barrel. <laughs> With a vampire inside. 
<laughs> and one gay frog. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween.